Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. So to the title of my message today, I had a fun time writing the title, but the title today is called Jesus, the Servant Savior. Jesus, say it with me, Jesus, the Servant Savior. Savior. Write it online with me if you're watching on the chat. Welcome, chat crew. I love you, all of those who are watching, my familia. All right, let's give those who are watching online clap. All right, let's give them a clap. We love you online. Put the servant, Savior. The servant, Savior. Wow, 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 wow. I love theology. This is not new to you. I love reading. I love reading commentaries. I love studying history. I love studying all the doctrines of the faith because I love Christianity. I love, I love, I love just what makes people think. I love what makes people uh, uh, ponder why they live their lives the way they do. I went to school. I studied the Bible. Not only did I study the Bible, but I also studied different forms of religion. And I find it so interesting, the value of what I'm reading here today and what I want to teach you today. Think about this. Think about the theological complexities. Think about the theological implications. What I'm trying to say, just think. (laughs) Just think that Jesus, God Almighty, came to the earth, not in in the the glory of the heavens, not with, with flashy robes and swaggy swag. God came to the earth wrapped in flesh, came to the expression of his own creation, and he didn't uh, shake people, he didn't dog down people, he didn't dumb down people, but he came to that which was own. Watch this, his own, to serve his own. Can you imagine that? I want to teach you something today that I think is so profound and valuable. Something that I think that the earth and the world and our culture really throws away and does not value. I want to teach you the ethic and the value and the kingdom value of servant uh, d- leadership. Say servant leadership. And what it means to be a servant. I am a, I don't know about y'all, but I am a servant of the Most High God. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a co-labor and co-heir with Jesus Christ. Because God is still working today. And I have faith and belief that, I have such a faith and belief that your life is filled, was meant, was meant to have such significance and purpose. Because everything that God does is filled with intentionality. Somebody say amen. You out there. Jesus came to serve and not be served. Jesus, what he would do, I might use this as an illustration, but I will use this as an illustration. I don't know what my wife brought me, so, okay, here we go. I'm going to try to throw this on me. What is this, Starbucks? Oh, we got Starbucks. All right. How many like Starbucks? A few people. How many love coffee? Say amen right now. All right. So Jesus put an apron. I don't know if this is unholy because I threw Starbucks on me or not, but what Jesus says is he come to put an apron on serve you and love you at one point he he got down on his knees and he you know in the old and 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 back in antiquity days they didn't got they didn't have shoes like we have they had sandals so their feet were so dirty and so smelly that he got down and he he knelt down and bathed his disciples feet what was he trying to teach them you know over the series what we've been learning is not just to learn about jesus the disciple series has been more about becoming like jesus And our goal is not just to learn. See, so there's so many people that know a lot about Jesus, but they don't look nothing like him. 
Our goal has been not just to learn the information, but apply the application and have transformation and be like Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I have a question for you today, church. If God has called us to be like him and he serves humanity, who are we not to serve? Our brothers and our sisters. Today, I want to teach you the value of serving and servant leadership and obviously serving in the church. Say, serving in the church. Serving in the church is significant, it is huge, and it is important. Not only does God want you to serve in his church, why the church? Because the church is the, is the people of God, the bride of God. I don't know about you, I know the church got some issues. Every church has issues, but I give my life for the church. Why would I give my life? Why do I give my life for the church? Why do I give my life for each and every one of you here and online? Why do I do it? Because Jesus loves you. Because Jesus places a high value on you and he has saved you. Watch this. The church is the people of God, the community of God, the saints of God, the redeemed of God, who God has purchased you so you can grow up up in him and mature in him and mature into the people who God has called you to be. I don't know about you, but I don't want to barely make it to heaven. I want to cross the finish line of heaven, being everything God has called me to be, uh, finishing strong and doing everything God has prepared for my life to do. Come on, somebody. That's why I serve the church, because I know that transformation happens. I know that people are leaving drugs. People are leaving the the beer bottles. People are coming out of bondage to freedom. And let me tell you, that's something so, let me tell you, God's answer to the world is Jesus and his church. Let me say that again. God's answer to the world is Jesus and his church. Why? Because the church is the expression of God on the earth. Oh, I'm teaching today. The church is the expression of God from heaven to earth. Come on, you guys out there with me. But not only serve the church, not only serve in the church. If all we do, all, if all we do is come to church and serve the church, then we're, not, not, we're just salt in the salt bottle. Come on, somebody. A salt in the salt shaker. We're, no, we're, not, we're called to salt the earth. So not only serve in the church, but serve the world. Say the world. We're all, we ought to go out there and serve at our jobs and our bosses and serve our home and our families and our neighborhoods. Serve them and be, be savory unto them. I said a few weeks ago, so that we, they would be saved. Come on, somebody. Be savory unto the community so that they would be saved. I don't know about you. But I have a can-do attitude. I want, I want to give God everything of me. Watch this. Here's my value. I'm going over, I'm going, skipping over my points. But watch this. God did not save me and die for me and save me so that I would be selfish but be selfless. Let me say that again. God did not die for me and save my soul so that I would become selfish but become selfless. Why? Because my Jesus was selfless, yet he was God in the flesh. Come on, someone, you out there, selfless. I will tell you right now, if you're taking notes, write this down. Have a can-do attitude. Have a can-do attitude. I believe that if you have a can-do attitude, you will go places in your life. You will be given opportunities that no one else will get because you show up and you watch this. You're not the problem. You're solving the problems. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. You show up to work tomorrow, up, uh, and don't tell them I told you this. Show up to work, to work tomorrow online if you're at home and, and you're, serving, you're working online, whatever it is. I dare you to tell your boss, I'm, I'm not here to be the problem. I'm here to solve the problem. You might get a pay raise. You might get a, a, a promotion. Come on, somebody. Watch this. 
because you're called to serve. I think we, talk, we talked about this last week as kingdom disciples. God has dispatched you as disciples upon the earth to make a change and transformation. And boy, right now, is it is so needed in this community, in this world that we live in today to be salt unto the earth, to be savory unto the earth. Not to be selfish, but to be selfless. Come on, someone, you out there. Here's a value that uh, the Bible says, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, which is a very, very huge academic theological uh, passage of Scripture that theologians always, always struggle over, but it is so big and important. Jesus says this, in other words, or actually Paul says this of Jesus, in other words, how many of you right now, before it gets up there, how many of you want the same mind as Christ? How many of you want the same attitude and the mindset of Jesus? Watch what Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says in the voice translation. In other words, adopt the same mindset as Jesus, the anointed. Live with his attitude, his attitude. Live with his attitude in your hearts. In other words, that attitude, a lot of, a lot of times theologians struggle on this passage of Scripture because Jesus, the Bible says, Paul says this of Jesus, that he emptied himself of the privileges of heaven to be a servant. And theologians, uh, people will say, see, he's not God. See, he's not divine. But that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that despite him having all of the privileges, despite him having all the powers of the universe, despite him having the status he had with God the Father, he still became slave of all and servant of all for the people, right? And we need to adopt this attitude. So if Jesus, and I'm called as a Christian to be like Jesus, who am I to be selfish, And not selfless. Come on, someone, you out there, somebody say amen. Here's my first point. Take off the bib and put on the apron. This was this is what service means. Take off the bib and put on the apron. I'm gonna actually ask my wife for a second. Do we have you can throw me Korean um Hope's bib real for a second? All right, I'll I'll use that one and I'll go to the maybe I shouldn't use Starbucks because that's distracting someone today from coffee. All right. You're like, I need coffee. I'll put on this one. All right, here we go. This is my little girl's bib. All right. Let's give Pastor Karina a clap. All right. This is my little girl's apron, uh, excuse me, bib. She is about to be two in about two and a half weeks, all right? Thank you, Jesus. We love her so much. We're so excited for her. And, and uh, what is it? Uh, terrible twos is a real thing. Pray for me in the name of Jesus, all right? She is, uh, she's growing so fast. And we're in that terrible two stage. But watch it. This is a bib. For a lot of Christians, listen to what I'm about to say. A lot of Christians, a lot of people in the world, God did not save you. What this bib represents is me. Me, 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 me. Feed me, serve me, love me, do whatever you need to do for me. This means entitlement. We live in a culture that is filled with entitlement. We live in a culture that is me filled. Me, 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 me. All right. But the Bible says that the value of heaven is not this. The value of heaven is not you, say you. You are not the center of the universe, boo-boo. Come on, somebody. I know we want our name in lights like John and, and James. We want our name in lights. We want to be on the platform. We want to speak. We want to be a hero. We want to be a superstar in the workforce. But watch this. The value of the kingdom of heaven says this. If you want to be great in your life, boo thing, what you got to do is you got to put the bib down. What you got to do is you got to put on the apron because it's not about you. You are not the center of the universe. You are dispatched to serve and make a difference and make an impact in the community, in your family, in your life, in your church. 
And when you make a different, or, or when you put on the apron, you are here to serve. Come on, somebody. It's real quiet in this place, all right? We're here to serve and make an impact in the world. I don't know about you, but I'm a poor boy from Baldwin Park and Pomona. I'm nobody. I'm a small piece, smaller than a piece of sand dust, all right, a grain of sand. But one thing I am proud of is that 12 years ago, I gave my life to Jesus, and I have always believed, God, if you've given me your life, I'm going to give away this life you've given me to others. I'm going to serve other people. And I have to tell you, in just a few years in this church, 1,000 people have given their life to Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. 1,000 people because I took, off, I took off the bib. It's not about me. Yes, God, I got saved at Faith Community Church, and God blessed, the, God blessed the pastor, the ministry. God blessed the programs. God blessed them. Had that man not answered his call, I may have not been saved. But watch this. There came a point where, Jesus, thank you. I'm going to take down the bib because I want to give someone else what you've given to me. That's life in your holy name. That's healing. That's love, affirmation, grace. And I'm going to put the bib on. I'm going to put, no, not the bib, excuse me, the apron on. I'm going to put the apron on. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve your kingdom. I'm going to serve your church. I might not be the most Bible literate person. I may not have a seminary degree. I might not be brilliant. I might not be smart. I may have a GED. I may have gone to jail, I, but I can still serve. God can use me because I can do something. Everybody may not do, can do everything, but everybody can do something. In the house of God and in the world. Come on, somebody. I'm just a poor boy from Baldwin Park and Pomona. At the same time, y'all, at the same time, I'm a nobody, a nothing. Over 1,000 salvations in this church. Not only that, watch this. Watch this. We have given over $100,000 to this community in Jesus' name. And I'm a nobody that came from just saying, God, I'm here to serve what can I do? Come on, somebody. You want to be great in this life? Put on the apron. You want to be great in the kingdom of God and have true treasure in the kingdom of God? You want to be filled with joy and have true life? Put on the apron of God and see lives transformed before your very eyes in Jesus' name. So the mindset of Jesus is serve. It's not selfish. It's selfless. That's what the kingdom values. I can't wait to talk to Paul. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to talk to Paul. You know what Paul says? Every accolade I had, he had it all. He studied, he studied under Gamaliel, one of the greatest teachers of the Jews. He had all the, the religious credit and all the religious swag. You know what Paul says in the book of Philippians? He says, I consider it all rubbish, trash, just to know him. Come on, somebody. Just to know him and to be found in him gives him true life and meaning. Watch this. If my Savior became a servant, who am I not to serve? I love what R.C. Sproul says. I'm not very firm with his theology, but he says we are all servants. The question is, who, who will we serve? We are all servants, but the real question is, who will we serve? I am a servant of the Most High God, Satan. You better watch out because I'm putting on the apron. Come on, somebody. And what Satan wants to do to you is make it all about you. Me, 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 me. And I promise you, I will. I love anybody who comes in my church. I promise you that I will talk to you. But as soon as, but sooner or later, watch this. The role of the church, watch this, is to feed you. Can I can can I get uh can I get can I get Karine, Can you come on up here for a second? The role of the church is to feed you, to teach you, to nourish you. 
That's my role as a pastor in the, in the, in the role of the church is to grow you, edify you, encourage you. All right. But at some point, I, uh, at some point, I have to take this off. Watch this. Put this on. We know that Kareen is like, I, I know you, you all like her better than me. That's totally cool, and I like that, all right? But watch this. I'm just using that application. Pastor Ronnie, can I have you come on up here as well? Give a clap to Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Kareen, all right? And you can stand over here, okay? I think we have another bib up here. Sorry online if I'm getting out of the camera angle. But anyway, so watch this. She has a bib on. She has a bib on. All right. My role as a pastor and the role of the church is to build you up, to edify you, to grow you, encourage you. There's so many scriptures that talk about you growing in your faith. But I would fail you as a pastor if I could continue to just teach you, mold you, encourage you, raise you up in the faith. And all you become is this. My goal for you is to feed you for a little while, then have you throw this down. All right. Have you step into your destiny destiny have you step into who God has called you to be you might be scared you might never done serving before but watch this once you put on the apron now watch this I've done my job put on the apron tie it behind your back I've done my job now because watch this and I'm so happy I have because now she is serving somebody else all right and that and then she has the bib on and watch this now I'm now work is really happening in the church come on somebody she makes that look good awesome right all right, now she's serving, now she's growing, now she's edifying, now she's teaching, now she's admonishing, now she's encouraging, now she's helping. I've done my job, all right? And she eating real good because she getting the word of God, which the word of God is to nourish you, build you up, encourage you, even rebuke you, all right? Oh, this is great acting right here, all right? All right, now, now let, watch this. Now Pastor Ronnie's grown so much, all right? Now she takes off the bib, all right? Now she puts on the apron, this is what the church is called to be. Give a clap to Jesus. Come on, somebody. This is what the church is called to be. We cannot live. You guys can take a seat. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Give them a clap. As you, could. <laughs> you guys can take. Thank you so much. Give them one more clap. All right. This is what the church is called to be right here. This is what the church is called to be. We live in a culture that doesn't believe that. We live in a culture that says, serve me. I'm the center of the universe entitlement 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 all right give me 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 but here's my next point watch this you find life watch this we have uh where is it when you serve you will experience true life say true life how many of you want true life you have meaning in your life when you give the life that jesus has given you away to somebody else I was going to bring a picture, but I didn't want you to see him like this. But my father, and I often talk about him, at stage four, he was 95 pounds uh, at his second year and his final year of living. I remember, I will never forget, uh, at a different church years ago, he said, I, I was serving at a Thanksgiving outreach, and the church was putting on dinner for, for those less fortunate in the community. And my dad said something that just blew me away. He said, Michael, I want to go serve. And I said, Dad, you can't. You can't serve. You're too weak. You're too, you can't. What do you mean? You, you can't do this. And he said, no, take me there. I will do what I can. Stage four, 90, this man was, he was in prison a lot. So he was yoked up like, you know, prison people do. All right. He went from 180 pounds to 95 pounds. He said, Michael, I'm going to go to this church. And I want to tell you something, Michael, I never told you before. I used to come to this church. You didn't know this church. But years ago, I was sitting at these tables being served by these people. Now I want to get my butt up with cancer, 95 pounds, and I'm going to serve turkey on this day. Come on, somebody. Watch this. Because watch, even though he was dying, 
and his body was going, was being, you know, going away, so to speak. His life, his spirit was living because Jesus was living on the inside of him. So for some of you today, you feel like you have no purpose. For some of you today, you want meaning. You want to be filled with purpose. You want to step into your destiny. Well, I would say put on the apron and start serving somebody else. Start serving God in the church. Start serving your boss. Start serving the community. Look around. Watch this. There's tons of opportunity. Say opportunity. This is a season filled with opportunity. Don't look around and complain about the things that you don't see. Don't ever go to a church or this church and say, well, that program can be better. Well, that sermon could be better. Well, the greeter could agree to me this. Maybe it's that way in your mind because you're, we need you to serve. Come on, somebody. We need you to put on the apron and make a difference. All right. That's a, that's a bib attitude. All right. You, God wants you to step into somewhere and be a blessing to it. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, oh, I already read that. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but gave his life away as a ransom for many. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, the TPT says this. For if you choose, say choose. For what will you choose? For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you, uh, your life, uh, where did I go? Lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep, all right? Serving is not something that God wants from me, but watch this, serving is God, well, something that God wants for me. Let me say that again. Serving is not something that God wants from me, but serving leadership is something that God wants for me. Having a can-do attitude will transform your life. I remember one day a few years ago, or quite a few years ago, I went to work and uh, had her, my supervisor's name was Danielle Kearns, amazing woman, such a great woman. But I remember one day I showed up to work and I stunned her. And I was an intern at the time uh, going to Bible school. And I said, uh, Danielle, what's your vision? I'm here to help your vision come to pass at this, this job. She looked at me all bug-eyed like, what? Who is you? All right, I promise you that if you have that attitude, you will go places in your life and you will make a difference on behalf of heaven. Come on, somebody. Serving is not something we gotta do. Serving is something I get to do. Serving is not something we gotta do. Serving is something I get to do. Watch this. I believe that God will reward you on that day. Everything that you've ever done for Jesus will be rewarded on that day when you get to see the saints and see Jesus. And I don't know about you, but watch this. My motivation for serving as a pastor of this church, I, <laughs> let me just, if I can be quite open with you. Um, when, we, when we started this church, we had nothing. We had nothing. And I remember that a lot of my complaints were, God, how can I do something? How can I do something if I don't have anything? And I remember God would say, you have, do what you can do. Do something with what I've given you. If I've given you this talent, if I've given you just enough of this, do that. And I'll increase that if you're faithful with where you're at. I can tell you for five years, God has increased this church, giving us more, giving a little bit more here, a more there. And we've continually been faithful to the community, giving thousands of dollars back to the community watch this I will never forget a, a, a few weeks ago or maybe a month or so ago uh, the director of the Pasadena Unified 
uh, uh, called me and he said, Michael, the school obviously shut down and uh, we are thinking about you guys because we're not sure if we want to keep you guys there or not. And I said, well, you please need to let me know that. But I said, I'm, sir, um, I want you to know something. We've served this community. People are finding life in this community. We are donating unto this community. And he said, you know, honestly, we don't get a good vibe from the churches here. We don't like renting to the churches here because they are entitled as a church and they, they barter, barger us. And I said, I, I've never heard of your church. You pay the rent on time. You serve. I want you to stay here even though the school is gone. And I want you to keep doing what you're doing for this community making a difference. Come on, somebody. We got to roll up our sleeves and say, what can I do to be a solution to, the, to this place? Watch this. Uh, it says this point on uh, my third point is this. We, and this is what's exciting about serving. We have been given gifts to use for serving others and building up his church. First Peter 4.10 says this. Just as each one of you has received a special gift. Say special gift. Special gift. A particular talent, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God. Employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted or various, in other words, various grace. Faithfully using diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. You know what the Bible is saying right here? The Bible is saying, not, wow, this is so amazing. Not only did God, and let me read this, set this up before I continue on. Watch this. Ephesians 2.10 says this. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each and every one of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we are born, God planned, watch this. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works he would do to fulfill feel it. Think about this for a second. Not only did God know who you were before the day you were born, he had, a, he had, he already planned good works for you in advance. He's already given you a job. Why did he do that? Because he knew, he knows that there's still work to be done in this world. And not only did he, did he give you an assignment, say assignment, not only has he given you assignment before the day you were born, Watch this. God has given you gifts for that assignment. Come on, somebody. Every single one of us in this place and online have been given spiritual gifts. And just because your gift may not seem spiritual, it doesn't mean it's not spiritual. Come on, someone. You know what I'm saying? Just because you don't speak in tongues and someone else speaks in tongues doesn't mean you are spiritual. Just because someone else prays better than you do and you're learning how to pray doesn't make your gift less spiritual in the name of Jesus. But God wants you to discover your gift and develop your gift so that you can step into your destiny. Come on, somebody. In Jesus' name. One of the gifts that I admire and I love so much, in fact, I looked at her. one of her videos, is my wife. My wife has an amazing gift in the name of Jesus. The other day, I looked at her video on YouTube. 9,000 views, because she, she sang this song as a cover, Make Room. 9,000 views. That is a grace gift. And the Bible says charisma. Say charisma. The, uh, the gift in the Greek is called charisma. It's grace. In other words, the whole Holy Spirit puts a gift on you and carries you to do it. It ain't you doing it. Come on. It's God working through. You think I'm on this stage alone? Come on, somebody. You think I'm speaking on my own accord? There's another person with me giving me a grace to do what he has called me to do so that lives can be transformed. I'm not up here alone. I know this. I don't know about you, but I'm not up here alone. There's another one with me. Say there's another one with me. 
Uh, Lord, I want to serve in the church, but I don't pray. I don't know prayer. Right? Lord, I want to serve in the church, but I, I don't prophesy. Right? Lord, I want to serve in the church, but I don't sing the right. Watch this. There's a grace gift to carry you. Lord, I want to share this at the job. I want to, there's a grace gift. Everyone who did something for God was always afraid. Let me say that again. Everyone who did something for God was always afraid. Look at, look, at Ephesians, uh, look at Timothy. He said, I was timid. But Paul tells him, he did not give us a spirit of fear, uh, 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 but a power. Uh, what did he say? He did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. He said, Timothy, I know you're timid, but watch this. God will carry you. Watch this. A, a cam- uh, charisma without uh, character is chaos. Watch this. Uh, charisma without character is chaos, but uh, charisma... With character is chemistry. Are you using your gift to serve the world? Are you using your gift to serve McDonald's, Facebook? You're like those, or, or at IBM, or, or, or insurance company. Why not use your gift for the Lord Jesus Christ and see how powerfully he will work through you? I'll never forget a time. This is our second location. We were at Z Fencing and East Foothill, Pasadena. They knocked the building since. All right, God moved us here. It was a stressful time. I will never forget, we did a worship night on Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving week. And we invited the community. A bunch of new people came. And what we did during that time in our worship night, we had people write on cards what they were thankful for. So they wrote it on cards, what I'm thankful for. They put it in a basket, and they brought it to me, and I read it aloud. Well, this one lady, a blonde lady, probably in her age 35, she was a doctor and professor. I remember at the end of the service, she was yelling and she was screaming at my brother Caesar. He was an usher at the time. And Caesar's like, what are you yelling at me for? I didn't do anything. And the lady had never been to church, probably 20 years. All right. She's a doctor and, and, and she's an educator at a college. And she said, I know that you didn't put my card in the, the, the basket because I know you didn't, my card wasn't good enough. And my brother Caesar's like, I lady, I'll know who you are. And I didn't even read your card. But she was insistent. I know you didn't do this because I know you, I know how the church is, but she came to church. And I saw this commotion. I went to the lady and I said, ma'am, what's the matter? She said, uh, I, I, I know how the church is. I know how you people are. And I just started to come out. I came out because I, I, I just wanted hope. And look what happened. You didn't read my card. I said, lady, Caesar don't know you and I don't know you. And I said, hey, we have taco night and worship night. You want some tacos? I try to calm her down. And, and, she, and she's like, she, I try to ease her down. And after th- this cloud just finally moved off her, and she said, you know what? I'm so sorry, Pastor Michael. This is what she said from her own mouth. She said this. She said, when I came to this church, uh, I hadn't been to church in 20 years. My parents were missionaries in Africa. I'm a blonde little white baby in Africa, and my parents loved Jesus. And I, and I did not like Jesus for many years, and I decided to come to this church. But when I came into this church, Z Fenting, your wife sang a song, How Great Thou Art. And she wept, and she just cried, and she bawled her eyes out because she said, I haven't heard that song in 20-something years. In other words, she said, I remember where Jesus was at that place with my family because I, I, I heard that song. I heard them sing that song. This is my wife's grace gift. She's just using this gift, and the Holy Spirit is using her to just open up hearts. Come on, somebody. You know what she said? Watch this. She said, um, uh, Pastor Michael, you ever go to a dog kennel or a humane society? She said, you, you know when you try to feed a dog that's just been abused and wounded? They're not happy. They're hurt and they're broken. They're trying to bite you. She said, I'm that dog. 
I'm so sorry. I didn't realize how hurt and broken I was. And that story I just shared was not real. I'm sorry I, I threw this on you. But my wife's grace gift was able, to, uh, was able to bring her down, was able to break through. Jesus was able to move through. Uh, another grace gift I think about is Steve Hansen in this church. He's not here today. But Steve Hansen is a wonderful, amazing man. Yeah, that's right. Steve Hansen hardly says one word. But he preaches a message to me every Sunday, every day of his life, because what he does is so valuable to me. Steve Hansen is 75 years old at least, all right? And he serves so faithfully. Whatever he does, he does it unto Jesus. He doesn't do it for an audience. He doesn't do it for an attention. He doesn't do it for an applause. He does it for an audience of one, Jesus Christ. Another gift, I think, a grace gift that I think about in this church is this pulpit right here, this stage I'm standing on. He would never, ever receive credit, all right? My father-in-law, Dan Giangrande, my father-in-law is a craftsman like the Old Testament. God gives gifts of craftsmanship. He built this podium. He built this stage. He's built a lot of this church. He would never do it for the credit of an audience, but the audience of one. Come on, somebody. We live in a culture today that is living for the audience of many. And the Bible says when you live for that, you're going to get your applause. And that's all you're going to get. But I don't know about you. I want to live for the audience of one. I want to live for the audience of my King Jesus. I don't care about the heavenly rewards, even though I know they're there. I just want to do it for my Savior. Because if my Savior does it for the least of these, who am I not to be? Who am I to be not like him? God has called me to be like him. Let me tell you, the smallest package in the world is a person wrapped up in themselves. Let me say that again. The smallest package in the world. It's a person wrapped up in themselves. And I know I got to close. At the Calling Church, this is my, third, my fourth point. I don't think we have it. But serving is, not, serving is not what we do at this church. Serving is who we are. Serving is not what we do. That's not what we do. Serving is who we are. Because it's an ethos of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God and the king are servants. Come on, somebody. The, the servant savior. The servant savior. He came to serve and, and he became savior. He came to serve the expression of his own creation. Bent down on bended knee to wash dirty feet. He helped lepers. When lepers were screaming out, unclean, unclean, he went up to them and said, you're clean in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. He helped uh, the prostitutes. He walked on the streets with the poor. <laughs> he said, do you want to be healed? Pick up your mat and walk. Come on, someone. He served. Who are we not to serve? I want someone to get this up in their DNA because you will make a profound difference in your family, in your workplace, in the church, and in the world. Come on, somebody. God has dispatched you to make a grand difference, to be savory unto your community, your family, your neighborhood, to make a grand difference in the world. I wrote a few notes here. Let me read from them. Over the years of 12 years of my life, serving Jesus, 12 years, number one, has been the greatest privilege of my life because, watch this, serving God has blessed me so much. Serving Jesus has blessed me. Number one, I met Jesus. I got to know him. Number two, I met my wife. I met my wife serving. I remember, I think I shared this story, but we, we met serving and it was just awesome. It was amazing. We never wanted to leave each other's side after that day of serving. Let me tell you someone some, something here. You will, you will discover some of the greatest blessings in your life when you serve Jesus. You really will. Because you realize that the world is not about you. You'll realize how good you have it and how bad others have it. 
And you say, wow, Lord, thank you for using me. I thought I had it bad. You know, I was the center of my universe, but I realized, you know what? There are other people who are hurting worse than me, Lord, but thank you for giving me the grace that I do have to step into someone else's shoes and help them. Come on, somebody. Number two, number three, the greatest blessings of my life in serving is I met the best people in the entire world and I gained a family. I met Joe, I met Monet, I met Zelda, I met my family, I met some of the most amazing people, Eli, Crystal, I met amazing people, and I've gained a family. I feel rich because of them. Watch this, number three, I found my gifts and learned to excel at them in the church because I started serving. Number four, I experienced God working through my humble life, witnessing miracles. I have literally witnessed miracles. I have lived, is there anyone, if there's ever anyone questioning faith or miracles, I have seen them, come talk to me. Hearing powerful testimonies, seeing lives transform. And number six, watch this, greatest blessing from serving is I realized my calling in the ministry. Let me end with this. Time is also a gift. Every year I write the number 52 on my calendar and my prayer times. 52 represents 52 weekends in a year. And I get down on my knees and I say, Lord, may, I, may you use me to serve your people powerfully with 52 weeks, 52 opportunities. Let me tell you right now, now we are 11 weeks left in 2021. Say 11. 11 weeks left in 2021. 20, uh, 76 days left in 2021. 1,817 minutes left in, in, in 2021. Time itself is a gift. Say time is a gift. Time is a gift. Time is a blessing. What will you do with the remaining time that you have been given in Jesus' name? You are born because God, for a reason. God prepared great works in advance for you to do. Not only did he prepare great works in advance, but watch this. He's given you a grace gift to excel with the works that God has given you, all right? Not only that, but time itself is a gift. What will you do? Say, what will you do with the time you've been given? Watch this. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. But make a difference with the life that God has called you. Serve in the church and serve in the world. Let me just say this. We have positions open available for you. You are important, all right? You are valuable. Every part of my body is important to me so that I can function. My pinky toe, my pinky finger, all right? My tongue, my cheek, everything. Every part of my body is valuable to me so that I can function. Let me say it this way. Every person in God's body is valuable to Jesus so that the church of God, the body of God can function in our community. Come on, somebody. Everybody can play a role. I heard recently that a major league baseball pitcher lost all his millions of dollars. Do you know why? Because he broke his pinky toe. All right. He broke his pinky toe and it didn't heal right. And watch this. He could no longer use his gift. That tells you that every part of the body is important. You are important to this church. We have open positions in, in worship. We have in technology. We launched a whole new ministry in production cameras and YouTube. Wherever you God has given you a gift, use them at the church. Give them to God through the church and see God work powerfully through your lives. Somebody say amen. All right. I want to I, I transition here for a second. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? Yeah, maybe you're like, Pastor Michael, I'd love to serve, but I'm a mess struggling you say pastor michael i don't even know if my life is right with jesus the most important thing before giving your life to service of on behalf of jesus is to know the king himself 
And maybe you don't know Christ. Maybe right now you are literally uncertain of where your eternity would be. Why not give your life to Jesus today? Everyone has some form of mess in their life. You're not the only one. And let me tell you, the person that, who can absolutely heal your life and your soul is not just a CEO, not a company, not a psychologist, not your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Nothing in this world can bring transformation like the person of Jesus who created you, who knows you from the inside out. Give your life to him. Help, he will make sense of all the mess in your life. What I like to say is when you give your life to Jesus, you find it all in one bundle. Why? Because when you give your life to Jesus, you'll find hope, you'll find peace, you'll find forgiveness, you'll find mercy, joy, and all, all much, much more. You say, Pastor Michael, I need Christ. And I'm not here to preach to you. I'm not here to put a mic in your face. I'm not going to ask for your phone number, your email, any personal information. All I want to do, part of my role and my calling and my gift is to connect you with your Savior, Jesus. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to do something on the count of three. Be bold. No one's watching you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar. I'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand. I want to agree with you in prayer if you say, you know, I need Jesus. I want healing from my brokenness. I want transformation. I want to step into my destiny. I say, perfect. I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Don't be ashamed and don't let the devil shame you. If you feel thoughts of shame, that's not God. It's the enemy trying to stop you. So here we go. Ready? Receive this life in Jesus. On the count of three, if you say, Pastor Michael, online, if that's you, just put a hand emoji, say me, and our host will get to you. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three three anybody in the place i need jesus so great awesome awesome one two three so great awesome if it was just you it was worth it if it was just for you it was worth it Anybody online awesome 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 would you say this prayer with me i see you in the middle so great say dear god thank you for sending your son jesus everybody say this with me say dear god thank you for sending your son jesus to die for my sins i believe i'm a sinner and I'm in need of salvation. Jesus, make me new. Come inside my soul. I trust you and I give you my life. There's no greater thing in life than to know you than, and to walk with you. I confess with my mouth, I believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Come on, church, let's give everybody a mighty clap. If you just confess that online, let's give them a greater clap than that. Come on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to the Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, the Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.